Hey guys, it's Michelle here, the founder of iHelpMoms.com, and I am so excited today to have a mindful parenting expert, a mother, a sociologist, a speaker, and a yes, we can mom on with me as we talk about the realities of homeschooling and how we can make motherhood easier. So thanks for being on with me today, Rain. Oh, Michelle, thank you for having me. My heart is so full to be with you today. I cannot tell you how excited I am. This is this is so awesome. Oh, I'm so happy. Well, I have to tell you, I follow you on Instagram at Mindful Parenting One. I've also yes. had the extreme honor of getting to know you at our Yes We Can conference. And the things amazing. That, no, I'm so glad. And <laughs> the things that you showcase, not only as a mother, but always as an expert. You know, it just inspires me. And I thought, let's uh-huh. bring this to our mom. So You're talk to me. Sweet. You're too sweet. And thank uh... you for having this platform. I signed up for your conference on a whim. I don't believe in coincidences. Those urges are important. They're telling you something. So I signed up and it was such an amazing community of women, of like-minded women sharing a space. And it was just, I came back and told my sister how amazing the opportunity was to be there, to experience and meet other moms. So to be here on this podcast with you is just a really nice progression of that, you know, uh, relationship that we're building. So oh, I love thank it. Thank you for having this space. This Yay. is really cool. All right. Well, in your expert opinion, I am so curious to hear, yeah. what do you see that kids really need during this homeschooling time? Let me tell you, I am an educator, as you mentioned, right? So I am a teacher by profession. And can I just be candid to say that this transition has been really difficult, not just for me as an educator. So moms, give yourself, you know, some slack, but for other moms who I'm very close with, some of which are clients, some of which are friends, and just been sharing their experiences with me. It's tough. We're, we're all experiencing the same thing, but we're experiencing it very differently. And of course, there are commonalities, things that we have in common, but it's it's our own individual experience. And that's going to change based on, you know, the idiosyncrasies of your situation, your parenting style, your kid and themselves, they're little humans. So they bring their own stuff to the experience. So there are nuances, of course, but I'm going to summarize just a couple that I've seen in terms of commonalities. So my daughter goes to a small private school here in South Florida, in Weston, big up to the Sagemont community. They've been tremendous in helping the kids and the parents transition. But at first, we were all trying to find our bearings, right? Every, everybody, no matter where in the world you were, we were trying to figure out what is happening. What is the future going to hold? Where are we going to go? How is this going to change? And so the uncertainty was very unnerving. And for me, the uncertainty was causing a lot of anxiety. And what I noticed, because I'm very in tune with my daughter, is that she was picking up on my nervousness and my anxiety. She's an empath as well. So she has a particular propensity to absorb the feelings of people around her. So I really had to try to check myself in a way that would be helpful in the situation, not just for me, but for my daughter as well as she transitioned. So one of the first things that I've noticed, not just with my daughter and I, but other moms, is the uncertainty has been very difficult. It shows itself up in different ways. 
Uh, a lot of the parents I've been talking to, they've noticed mood changes in their kids, you know, different sort of switching of moods. One minute they're really excited or happy, the next minute they're frustrated. And that is an implication of how the anxiety is manifesting itself. The anxiety that the uncertainty is causing. When am I going back to school? Am I going to ever see my friends again? Am I going to be able to go to the park? My daughter celebrated her seventh birthday on Friday, and she's never celebrated it this way ever before, right? So that uncertainty has been difficult for not just me, not just my daughter, but for everyone. And so one of the things that we've done in my household is we've created structure and routines, right? And kids need that regardless, but more so now in this time of uncertainty, they need that structure. So I was noticing that my daughter day to day at the end of the day, when we were going to bed, she would say to me, so mommy, what's the plan for tomorrow? And I would say to myself, I don't even know what the plan is for the next hour. Like, I, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to gain my bearings here. But I realized that that was her way of getting some certainty in an uncertain time. So I created a plan for the week, even before the structures were put in place by her own school, right? In that sort of two week period when we really didn't know which way we were going with, you know, with schooling and stuff. And so I created a plan for the week. And I recommend that parents, moms do this as well. If you can create a daily plan, if that's all that you can manage without running yourself in a ditch and totally losing your mind, then do a daily plan. But it'll help your child feel some semblance of certainty and feel like they have an idea of what to anticipate, what to expect in this time of great uncertainty. And include your kids in the, in the plan, right? It helps with the buy-in. So say to them, all right, let's create our daily plan for tomorrow and write it down. So my daughter has her plan written down daily in her room that she can reference, she can look at. And because she wrote it herself, she's a little bit more excited about the plan for the next day. So that has helped for sure. Creating a plan as a part of this new routine, this new structure moving forward to help you and your kids with the uncertainty. That for sure has been a tremendous help and has made a big difference in my daughter's anxiety in her level of anxiety. Oh, I love that so much. I have no doubt that that's really going to resonate with a lot of our moms out there. And yeah. so now, you know, one of the things that really, really struck me was when you were talking about mindfulness and really helping our children utilize this time to understand mindfulness and not just understand it, Rain, but actually put it into practice with some activities. So I would yes. love to hear why is mindfulness important to show our kids and to teach them? And also, what are some of the activities you've done with your daughter? Yeah, so there's so many different definitions of mindfulness. I'm going to talk a little bit about the ones that I like, but I see mindfulness as a mastery of the mind. And so much of our thoughts, feelings, behaviors, or realities start in the mind. So, you know, anxiety is at the root cause of anxiety is fear. And so we see things like anxiety really pop its, its head up and rear its head in these times of uncertainty and stress. So mindfulness for us has been a real, real sort of lifesaver for us. Because for me, I feel like mindful parenting is a very nuanced idea. It's, it's relatively new. It sort of popped up a few years ago. And what it's done for me is it's allowed me to bring calm and a balanced mind 
to what can be very difficult and frustrating and overwhelming situations. So it's a mastery of the mind, right? Mm. Mindfulness. It's a practice of cultivating an awareness to what you're experiencing, what you're thinking, what you're think feeling, and what you're doing without judgment, right? Because here's the thing with the judgment part. If you've ever recalled a situation where you're feeling particularly frustrated, you're doing something for the first time, you're trying to figure it out. For me, technology produces anxiety for me. I told you that before. So if I'm doing something for the first time that includes technology in some way, I see the anxiety sort of developing, right? And then I get frustrated about the fact that I'm frustrated. And that creates this perpetual loop right? It adds to the frustration, your anxiety starts to build, and you, you feel like you're sort of losing it in that moment. So what mindful does is, in a couple steps, it brings the awareness to what I'm feeling. And there is something very powerful about naming emotions. So I would say, oh, wow, I'm feeling really frustrated right now. And what that does is it, it, is it sort of sends a message to your brain that you can relax. In, in, in a really interesting way that just naming it gives power to how you're feeling and sort of releases a little bit of that judgment. And so the mindfulness practices that I've been doing with my daughter includes a lot of emotional intelligence, right? Learning about feelings and emotions so that you can name it. And then when you name it from that point on, you can sort, sort of choose the way you're responding to how you're feeling in that moment without judgment. Because again, the judgment creates that perpetual sort of frustration loop, right? So yep. It's a lot of, um, you know, naming of emotions, exploring emotions and feelings, and then counteracting those feelings, whether it's bad or good, however you want to sort of respond in a way that makes you feel healthier, in a way that doesn't make you feel as stressed out. So when I had my daughter, it was a very difficult transition for me. I'm a single mom and I was doing it all on my own and I really wasn't enjoying the experience of being a mom. And that in itself came with judgment. I was like, you're the worst mom in the world. This is supposed to be the most beautiful time in your life. And so my sister, who is also a mindfulness practitioner, introduced me to mindfulness without even knowing what it is. And I started to see this difference in how I was experiencing being a mom. And I thought, oh my goodness, whatever it is that you're helping, she's also a certified coach. She's uh, an executive coach. And, and I realized the way she was coaching me was really making a difference in my parenting. And it was creating more of a bond with Noah and I because I was having a certain level of understanding in terms of how she was feeling and how she was acting that I didn't have before. So what mindfulness does is provides an understanding of the root cause of behavior, right? And then you therefore use mindfulness strategies, tools, and techniques to maneuver interaction to interaction. So one of the things that we do when my daughter is finding that she's feeling very frustrated, the first thing is that she names it. She says, mommy, I'm feeling really frustrated right now. And for a six-year-old, that is showing high emotional intelligence. Most kids feel what they're feeling. And if they even have an awareness, they don't know how to vocalize it. So you know, a big part, again, of mindfulness is that emotional uh, intelligence piece, right? So we do a lot of that. And I've been doing mindfulness with Noah for two years now. So she has that foundation. Now that she has that foundation, I can say to her, okay, you're feeling frustrated. Do you want to take a brain break? 
understanding that the brain really focuses at 45 minutes at a time. So if you're sitting down for over an hour with your kid trying to go through geometry, right? They, they don't have the capacity in that moment of frustration to move past it. Are you following me? Definitely. I think, you know, it's just so wonderful at I Help Moms. We always want to connect moms to experts exactly like you because oh. not every household is the same. Not every child is the same. Not every Absolutely. parenting philosophy is the same. So Absolutely. by connecting to experts like you, it allows moms to see an objective perspective of experts that help hundreds of kids and families. So I love everything that you're talking about. I think these exercises are extremely important. And I really just want to implore our moms, make sure that you follow Rain at Mindful Parenting One. It's free. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain by following her on Instagram. And you know, it's so interesting because moms can literally get help directly from you and not feel frustrated. And I love what you're talking about, you know, moms feeling frustrated or feeling anxious and our kids absorbing that when, when really we can get connected to someone like you, Rain, someone who's so beautifully attuned and empathetic. You're a mom, you're a sociologist, you're a teacher. I mean, my gosh, what an incredible resource. So I'm just honored to learn from you. I hope we can do this again, Rain, because I just feel this amazing energy and connectivity of wanting to make the world a better place. Same, same. And my sister 